0: Just before we, uh, just before Glenn comes to share, I just want to just remind you of a few things and also take on board a question that came last night, which I think is important We just look at for a few minutes. Then I'll hand over to Glenn. So first of all, if you didn't pick these up last night, you've got invitations to our Christmas Eve carol service um, on Christmas Eve. So you can take those and give them out to people. Then you've got all on this leaflet, all the information of our Christmas events um, right the way through until New Year. On the back we've got information about our Christmas party. So all those things are there. Take as many as you want. We've got loads of these leaflets. There are some notes left from last night. If anybody wants to take them there on the green paper. And also just to draw your attention to this uh, brochure which is for the Hope College which starts in January. And basically there's two streams to this. Uh, There's a Thursday night school that runs from the end of January to the beginning of April, a 10-week course, and we're going to go through some foundational stuff that we really believe is important for us as a community, uh, and also for for us to, to develop leadership and develop people with a, a bit of a consciousness and a heart that we were discussing last night, heaven's environment, so we can have heaven's environment more in our heart, heaven's environment more in our relationships together, and be more focused on Jesus, so that's the whole point of it and releasing people and empowering people in, in their gifts. And I know many of you have been to many, many courses before, but this is really specific for us as well, but also it's going to be a blessing to, I believe, people from the wider community as well. So take one of those and have a look, and you can prayerfully consider that. We've already had some applications in, Then the application closes the beginning of December, so please get your applications in. The second stream to that is the part-time school, which takes place Wednesday... Full day, Thursday full day, and Friday from about midday to late at night. And basically that is more of a, a, a real taking time aside and training of morning. Taking time aside and training and just being uh, really skilled in the things of God. And, and there's also mission involved in that. There'll be mission abroad involved in that course. And that runs from, again, January, but it actually runs into August. And it's a part-time commitment Uh, for nearly three days a week. So if you're interested in that, please have a look at that brochure because it'd be great. Don't think it's just for young people or old people or middle-aged people. It's for every people, all right? So it's going to be a great time if if any of you can be part of that with us. Uh, I I really believe for us as a community, it's going to be essential for us to find uh, a secure foundation of what we all... uh, really uh, uh, taking in of the scripture and taking in of the heart of God for us in this next phase we're going into. You know, we've been on a transition, we've been on a, a, a change in terms of the community for the last three years, and I, I think in times of change and turbulence, we need to make sure we've got a strong foundation, and that's, yeah. that's the point of these things we're doing. Um, because we don't want everybody doing what's right in their own eyes, we want everybody mm-hmm. doing what God wants us to do, in mm-hmm. terms of trying to reach our neighborhoods and our communities amen okay i just want to pick up a question that fraser who i'm accountable to as a fellow elder he gave me last night after my message forgive me for my message last night friday night messages i'm not going to do anymore (laughs) because they go all over the place don't they but um basically one of the questions that um, that came was because we were talking about the whole thing of heaven's culture being love, and we prophesy from love, and all that sort of sort of thing, and that really it's out of relationship. <coughs> and the question that Fraser gave was, if I remember, can you just share that question? Yeah. Um, I, I just asked that in if we in moving in love, do we do we do that to I suppose, such an extent that we allow others to walk all over us? Does it mean that we, we've got to do that? So the idea is that because we're supposed to operate in love, we put it with anything kind of thing, isn't it? <clears throat> well, I just want to turn you to a scripture just briefly on that. If you go to Proverbs chapter 4, Proverbs chapter 4. I'm sure many people could add to what I want to say here, but I, I don't want to take much of Glenn's time. But I just think it's important because <clears throat> creating a culture in our own heart of heaven by our relationship with Father God and creating a culture of heaven in our community... Is 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 for me fundamentally important, but it doesn't mean we put up with anything. And I'm just going to share briefly here a scripture. From chapter four of Proverbs verse 20. My son, so when God says my son, that immediately makes it very intimate, doesn't it? My son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. This is Proverbs four, verse twenty. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart or guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it springs the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. So there's an idea in this in this scripture here that part of actually creating that environment of love where God can move freely amongst us, there's a guarding of things. There's boundaries that need to be set. There's There's a certain atmosphere, a certain environment we create and because that environment and atmosphere is created of the kingdom of God, of the love of God, in that environment and atmosphere certain things can't grow. Certain things can grow and certain things can't grow. So as we create this environment, what we'll find is attitudes, selfishness, those things will not be able to grow because of the environment we start to create. Do you understand? It, it, it almost be like this, that if somebody has an attitude that's contrary to love and contrary to the kingdom, that attitude will either have to be changed or that person will not be able to thrive in the environment of the kingdom of God. Mm, that's good. Which actually is quite a strong word if you think about it. So it's not letting people treat you as a doormat, this whole thing. So another example of that would be Jesus. Many examples he gave. One of them was his action in the temple when the money changers were in the temple and they were selling uh, animals for offering at extortionate prices. And it was all about extortion and religious duty instead of relationship. That got Jesus angry. And clearing the temple was an action of love. It may not have been very politically correct. But it was an action of love. And because those people were stopping. Foreigners. Those people outside of the Jewish nation. From connecting with God who loves every nation. So. They thought, well, it's only foreigners who pray there, so we'll just set up our stalls. That's, that's not, no. But God cares for the foreigner. That's right. And therefore, He cares for everybody who said, who people say are not His people. And God got angry in that moment. Yeah. There is a, there is a righteous anger that comes through love. There is a passion. There is a zeal. So, and it, here it says that we've got to guard our heart. <clears throat> when you look at Jesus' life again, there's some people in His life that were closer than others. He had disciples, he had the 70 odd. he had the 12, he had the 3, but even though he loved everyone the same, he didn't give everybody the same access to his heart. That doesn't mean he's partial, it means that he knows those he can trust and those he can't. And it's really important, especially for those who are prophetic people, because maybe I'm talking just for me, but. When you, when you have a prophetic gifting or you stand in the office of a prophet, sometimes your greatest strength can be also your greatest weakness. Your sensitivity to the Lord and your sensitivity to the realm of the Spirit can also make you sensitive in, in, the, in human relationships. Yeah. And you can pick up atmospheres and you can pick up things that sometimes are there and sometimes aren't. Right. And therefore, we've got to guard our heart on what our Father says to us of how he sees us and how he sees people out there. It's so important, especially in our society where we thrive comedically on putting each other down. It really means that we have to guard our heart. So, so it's not being a doormat, but it's, it's actually <clears throat> having the servant of the Spirit to know this person is marred, and is, is, but is genuine in their desire to be restored. I can help them. And I can love them, and I can be with them. If that person rejects what you bring in, rejects the love of God, rejects you, Jesus said this, shake the dust off your feet and walk away. Because actually, to be PC and try and try and try, means that perhaps somebody else who God will you minister gets forgotten that day, because you're messing about trying to make this one work. So it really is important that we understand we're not to be doormats and we're to guard our heart. And it's interesting it says here in verse 24, put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. One translation says flattering lips. And I always thought this was in the context of this is how you guard your heart. Make sure that your speech lines up with what God says and I believe that's a true principle. But as I was reading this this morning... I felt my father just say to him, say to me very clearly, it's actually keeping some other people's lips away from you at times. Yeah. Yeah. Other people's words away from you yeah. at times. You know, there's certain relationships that, close relationships I had in ministry <coughs> that I don't have. I, I hope God restores them at some point in a different way. Yeah. But I don't have them now because they, they were actually more harmful than they were good. Yeah. Paul says in one of his letters, your meetings do more harm than good, so stop meeting So this is all about guarding your heart. Sometimes you've got to keep distance from certain maybe flattering lips or perverse lips or or lips that get you down or lips that are always negative. And that is actually guarding the atmosphere of love on the inside of you so that you can minister to love to other people. And you're not completely and utterly um, poisoned by that stuff if you're constantly focused on it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we're not asking people to be doormats. Even when Jesus says, if somebody strikes you on the left cheek, turn to him the right also. <coughs> he, he, was, he wasn't actually saying, be a doormat. He was saying, look, your protection is not in your hands. It's in Father's hands. And you turning the other cheek is a statement of faith in the love of God that God's going to protect you in this moment. Mm-hmm. It's not a sense of being a doormat. And I really believe we we need to understand that. And the culture we're trying to create is a culture where those who want to treat God's people as doormats, those who want to suck the life right out of us, those who constantly never want to change, find it difficult to grow in that attitude in our community. And actually they'll have to change and repent. That means change the way they think in order to thrive in that community that, that's, that's the kingdom of God. There's certain things that can't grow in God's kingdom and there's certain things that can grow in God's kingdom. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right, I'll shut up. Mm-hmm. Father, I just thank you for this time together and I'm just really excited about all we're going to hear today and all we're going to experience of you. Um, Father, we just bless Glenn and Peter as they share today that they would just really just be at home amongst us even more and just be blessed in what they share. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. amen.